The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. And we are live through the magic and the mysticism that some people call the internet. Um, we are here for another episode of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. And not only do we have some of my favorite people here, but it is also a very special day. So I'd like to take a minute, so just sit right there, and let's sing happy birthday to Dr. D. All right, get ready. Everyone in chat, I expect you all to do this at home at the top of your lungs. If you are not, I will know. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. D. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Thanks, Planet Earth. Uh, it was all of them together. You can actually oh, read more about Planet Earth in Dr. D's latest article. I believe it Earth. even has a hyperlink directly to the source material for Earth. For the Earth. For the, for the whole thing. <laughs> the whole no. thing. But this week, following up on our episode from last week, where we talked about um, a competitive event checklist, some of the things to keep in mind when you go to a competitive event, whether it's your first time or your 13th time, um, you're not allowed to go to events more than 13 times, though. So it's kind of just between those two particular numbers. Um, but this week, we're going to be talking about um, not only just setting goals, but how to not be a doofus, both for yourself and for others. When you're at a, an event, whether it's a convention or an LGS or a local gameplay night or whatever it be, maybe you're in someone's basement and painting for them. It doesn't matter. There should be kind of a code of conduct that you are following to make sure that you are building community, that you are being a good player and a good opponent, all kind of wrapped up in that same encapsulation. So, as we are getting into con season, kicked off with um, Adepticon, these are kind of things that we should all kind of keep in mind to be doing both for ourselves and for others as we go around to competitive events all over the place. And real quick, just before I forget, because sometimes I do, um, we are officially sponsored by Frontline Gaming. So if you are looking for mats, terrain, or uh, a plethora of events all throughout the year, the Bay Area Open, is now uh, having an MCP event that is next month. Um, so make sure to grab tickets for that. There's links in the show notes and the descriptions for all that great stuff that supports us directly as well, um, especially if you're picking up like that brand new Hydromat, which just got fully released. If you saw that at LVO and you were like, yo, 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 when can I get that though? Guess what? It is now live and it is out and you can get it for yourself. But, so thank you. Uh, and, very much to Frontline Gaming for sponsoring us and making sure MCP is going to be sticking around at the competitive scene for quite some time. All right. That said, though, 
one thing that we always ask at the start of every show is games played and hobby thoughts. Taylor and I got to play part of a game. We actually played the full game, but this past week on, oh yeah, the power phase before Spectrum's internet said, you know what? I don't think so. Um, Dr. D may or may not have played a game or hobbied something. Ben, I'm assuming has pretty much done nothing but play games and has hobbied probably not much. But, well, and by not much, well, I, well, 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 that sounded accusatory. That is fair. Um, maybe, maybe he primed something. He's, I, I feel you're in a pretty similar wheelhouse as, as to me, where I can assemble and I can prime, um, and I can do some of the grunt work that that is needed. Um, but I have big, fat, stupid fingers, and they break models all the time, and it makes me very mad. So I try not to do it because I like to set goals of not being toxic. And when I break models, I, I turn into a not nice person. So I try not to uh, put myself in positions where models can be broken. Would you say you hulk out? A I, bit? I do. Immortally, some might say. I all I hulk out. I mean, that's the best way to hulk out, though, is immortally. It, it really is. I've, I've always said, everyone says, really. But Dr. Kind of like, doc, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, like, like this one? Yes. Like, hmm, hmm. Oh, look at that. Now you need two so you can make them kiss. But... Dr. D, have you played any games this week? And if not, uh, have you hobbied anything? Sure have. Uh, have I played games? I could talk about Infinity more now. So yes, I did. I played Infinity. I played every Tuesday. Uh, is oh, MCP, nice. I did. I played against Jesse from Fury's Finest. Nice. Uh, it was the top cut for the Fury's Finest uh, league. Mm-hmm. The Discord league. Uh, which you can do if you follow that podcast. And I lost real, real bad, real, real bad. It was t- twenty to six. Came to the came right to the end. Oof! It was it was yeah, classic classic Dylan blunder. Let me tell you. So I was playing Hellfire. He was playing. Let's just guess the antithesis of Dylan's existence. He was playing Brotherhood, and <laughs> uh, they and shot and and the classic classic Brotherhood member Bill. Uh, he ran up and was like, uh, I'm fighting for mutant rights. Uh, have this hammer. Bonk. And then I died. Beta Ray Bill is kind of like the quintessential brotherhood of mutant fella. Like He's got metal on him. That's true. Right? That's like, very true. Everyone says. Everyone says. He's an, and- he's an android, so he's like kind of made of metal or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. checks out. Look, the math equals up. Man. He was true. born as an android. He can't stop that. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Me either Imagine. do I. I don't Alien. think we, I wouldn't even dig into it. <laughs> and then I and then I and then yesterday I finished Cassandra Kusanagi. If anybody who plays Infinity knows who that is, it's the leader of the evil blood Christian cult thing uh, with pretty turquoise hair. Mm. Yay. Mm. That's nice. Uh, how about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, so I actually um, I- uh, did a little bit of hobbying this week. Uh, we actually got our uh, Frontline Gaming uh, Hydra mat. Um, well, it's not in yet, but we ordered it. And uh, so we are uh, joyfully anticipating it by finally putting together our Hydra buildings. Nice. Uh, so we got a, we got that. And then uh, I decided not to glue down uh, the turret. So that way, if I want to, you know, feel missily or lasery, I could, uh, you know, I could do that. So Which... Actually, it might really work out for you because if AMG actually releases terrain rules, there uh, might yeah. might be some reason for you to switch them. And and hear me out. Um, I'm going to put no. magnets on these so that way I can actually make this two terrain features. So that way, yeah. you know, 
Magneto can be happy with me. Um, uh, and then the other uh, thing that I did, uh, we're, we're getting ready to play some Blood Bowl. And so I did paint this model. Oh, nice. Um, and it's really bad and awful. And uh, and I love every second of it. And I was raging the whole time. But it's a corn Blood Bowl, guy, So it actually made sense for me to be angry while I was painting it. Something uh, something I will always say to somebody who says they don't paint well is that the war on gray never ends and every soldier's valuable. So <laughs> you are you did you did your duty so I the did, sun. I actually really like that a lot. Like a whole ton. <laughs> uh but yeah I have uh, I've been playing a lot of games recently. So during the the season of Lent I I fasted from Brotherhood. So um in, in good Easter celebration. Uh, I've been playing a lot of brotherhood games um, and it's, it's been awesome. Um, you know, we've, I've been having a lot of fun um, just getting back and back on the horse and uh, played a lot of really good players uh, recently. And I'm really excited. We're gearing up for, for ACO. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited. I you know ACO is just right around the corner. And uh, so I'm trying to, uh, get ready for that. So it's, it's, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, Alyssa and I just finished, uh, our, our second battle report. So that should be coming out soon. So, and why don't you just take a minute real quick, um, and let us know what that battle report is for and where people could find it. Yeah. So Alyssa and I just started, uh, a YouTube channel called married, uh, married couple protocol. Uh, and it is an absolute joy to, uh, to be on that uh, with with Alyssa, who puts up with me, and uh, so we put out battle reports. Uh, she wants to say hello. Hi, Alyssa. <laughs> Hi. Uh, and uh, so we uh, we do battle reports. Uh, Alyssa did a painting of Dylan's favorite Brotherhood member, Beta Ray Bill, um, and uh, and then we did a breakdown of our art store competition. Um, that we we just came back from not too long ago. So uh, those are generally the the things that we're we're trying to put together, um, and we're joyfully anticipating uh, Shatterpoint. We might try Shatterpoint on there as well. Shatterpoint reports. So nice. I will say I did check out that that art store aftermath, and uh, I thought the choice of apparel was very good. Yeah, you know, we were like, man, we should probably do this, and we woke up really early in the morning and did it. <laughs> Um, I also really appreciated that uh, the, that you guys waited um, for Beowulf to leave the seat before Alyssa was allowed to sit on the the bench thing next to you. I thought that was very oh, yeah. cute. Yeah, no, Be Beowulf, you know, gets to set the rules. We just kind of just live here. Uh, but but speaking of of other things uh, around the podcasting world, Dylan also launched a podcast last week. Dylan, why don't you let everyone know about that a little bit? Do I have to? All right, so um, it's called. Arachne. So it's an Arachne, the un, un infinity, un infinity uh, gaming podcast. So infinity is uh, run by Corvus Belly and it's been around for actually a while. I've, I started playing it like in the like the high day of like War Machine. So it's been around for a while. Um, people have probably heard of it, but they probably may have not actually tried it. But great game. I've been playing it for a very long time. The community uh just lost a fantastic podcast by the name of Maya cast they finally just closed closed up door closed up shop uh and i saw an opportunity for people to get more content since we, they lost such a staple i was like great hey we'll come in and we'll kind of fill in that hole so i've the put square in, hole <laughs> i'm not allowed to talk about that legally 
uh, people, I'm on a list. Okay, so <laughs> when <laughs> when um, I completely lost track of uh, train of. I'm sorry. Thought, uh, Arachne podcast Infinity. I love lore, so. Uh, one of the things that Infinity, I think, has been lacking is a lot of their podcasts don't have anything to do with lore. It's mostly just competitive stuff. So I think that if you are curious about Infinity and you don't play it, it probably will still be interesting because I love Corvus Belly, but man, they love taking IPs. <laughs> so like so much of their stuff has like other things that are in it. So like there's always like stuff to relate to. One of their sectorials is very, very like Marvel, Marvel and comic book themed, which is funnily enough, the one I play ironic so if you listen to those episodes you might get something out of it that you weren't expecting you probably might enjoy it and the rpg for the game is amazing i love the setting so if you really like uh like maybe more like utopian science fiction it's very like altered carbon so if you like altered carbon you probably would really like the setting it has a lot of different like things that it takes inspiration from it's definitely not another like version of 40k it's very, very like okay, much more cyberpunk than like a 40k type of future. Now, so it's like not utopian per se, but it's not like hopeless. Now you said they have a TTRPG as well. They do. It's made by Modifius, actually. And oh. I've actually run it. It's actually it's so I really enjoy it, like because I love the setting. It's probably a little clunky for somebody to have like their first RPG be that, if, especially if they're running it. Mm-hmm. I ran a couple people that were maybe not veterans per se, but it wasn't their very first RPG, and there was a lot of discussion on rules interactions. So very good game. If you have a veteran group that are even like mildly interested in the setting. You can have a rip roaring time. Let me tell you, that'd actually be dope to do a one shot of or something as well. Like just to try I it would, out. I would gladly do it for sure. Consider uh, it done. Can I be a bear in a mech suit with a big old hammer? Can you can't. So the rules that are in the game right now, you cannot play a bear pod, but you can play. <laughs> you can play the werewolf, the werewolf one. That was actually in the core book. That was the very right, first thing I played when I tried it. I'll settle for a werewolf. <laughs> you can snip. So like, just to kind of give you an example, uh, when I was playing it, the, due to the course of the adventure, I was naked on top of a spaceship in werewolf form. Cause I, I snaffed, I, I sniffed, uh, who, who we were chasing after all the way to the thing. And I jumped on top of the, like the spaceship and punched it down into the landing bay. <laughs> it's very, it's very pulp actiony. It's pretty, it's baller. Okay. It's, a, it's it's Yarl Ballin. Let me that sounds you. like something Chuck would love too. Whenever I, I one of the first things we did for Pathfinder Second Edition was I ran a Halloween one shot called um, the Haunting or the Halloween something like that. It's on the Patreon. But um, Chuck loves just doing stuff like oh I, I run up the wall and I jump on its back and I try to bring the harpy to the ground and it's just like he he loves that over the top I throw my entire bandolier of grenades into its mouth just like <laughs> trying to figure out what he's doing and how the mechanics would work and sometimes be a little wild so if there's a system that supports that uh he, he would probably be down to clown but um but yeah, so so Arachne, you can find uh, where all good podcasts are sold. Look for it a little bit, but it's also on the website. If you check out professionalcasual.com, you can find a direct link to it. So if, if you and, do have difficulty, you can just head right there. And if you need like an RSS, give me a heads up. It's a little hard to find. I think the algorithm's still trying to pick up people, but I was amazed at the response we got for the first episode. Yeah. Way more people than I was expecting. 
People love it. And every single person's like, wow, this is like one of the best edited podcasts I've ever listened to. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) All the other podcasts aren't up to that standard. I apologize. But they've really enjoyed it. So if you're interested, uh, reach out to me, look for it, and we can uh, explore the universe together. Mm -hmm. But one thing, whether it's MCP, whether it's Arachne or uh, Infinity, or even, uh, I guess, I suppose Arachne as well, but maybe Shatterpoint, Legion, doesn't matter. Uh, One thing that happens and is is a great part of any community are events. Whether it's local, national, international, like the WTC that's coming up, I think, in October of this year. A lot of different ways to play with a lot of different people. But there's some kind of basic building blocks that make those communities happen and function and make them good places to be. I think anyone that has been into miniatures gaming or even uh, uh, collectible card games for any amount of time know for a fact that there are some communities or, or some things that, that make you feel not great about the time you've spent and, and a lot of the, uh, the money and effort that has gone into playing a game. So this particular episode is going to be heavily focused on setting kind of some goals to make sure that even if you end up losing, you're walking away with some progression, better, not perfect, or progress, not perfection, uh, I think is super important there. But um, real quick, while coming off of, of that particular sentence, which may seem, you know, nice and calm and all that good stuff, uh, we have a declaration because we have been called out by the Fifth Trooper that Jay is apparently going to try to beat every single one of the members of the Professional Casual Network at events that we're running, and then he'll become John PCN. But... <laughs> So, so the gauntlet's been thrown, so we are going to be going back and forth. They came to the event at the art store that we did a couple weeks ago. Ben was there as well. Um, everyone else betrayed me and just like, no, Tim, sorry, I don't like you enough to actually go spend time with you, so, so, so we won't go there. So, so that's, that's Jay's goal. Um, honestly, Evan's super dope, so it'll be fun to see him, but I mean, he's, he's coming for us. <laughs> And and we gotta we gotta bank it up. I don't know what we get if if we beat him or what. Maybe we get to be John Fifth Trooper, but you know it will it it'll be out there. He's I believe already hired Ben as a ringer with card <laughs> sleeves as a prize. <laughs> but so 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 we'll get there. But so make sure to stay tuned for that. We're running I another. I just you know I could be rebought. You know I don't I don't. Oh. I'm I'm okay with being rebought. That's. So to make it worth my time. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, here's the thing. So the next instance of a fifth trooper going up against the professional casual network will be May 20th at bearded dragon games in upstate New York. Ben uh, honestly was so nervous about this confrontation. He backed out completely. He was I, like, I can't, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not going to be for that. I, I just don't want to get hit by the crossfire, which honestly sounds like not an awful idea, but I heard there was a tactical tailor and I, I can't, I can't take it. Right. Just, that's, yeah. So, um, so make sure if you haven't already bearded dragon games online is a great place to go just in case, you know, you want to pre-order Shatterpoint or your MCP models or whatnot, but we'll also be running an event there. You can check it out in the long shanks. Um, the info for that will be spiraling through the stream tonight and we'll be in the show notes, but May 20th, we'll be running an event at bearded dragon games and it is filling up somewhat medium paced. So <laughs> I, w- I would I would get on that before it becomes fast paced and then, y- you know, then you might miss out. But. Ben. Tim, tell me about your experience a little bit at the art store 
event that, that, that we did just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so, um, one of the first things that Alyssa and I look, um, look for when we go to a, events, um, is like how clean and welcoming is the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, we were both overwhelmed with just how wonderful the art store location was a very welcoming, huge store, obviously, you know, caters to um, a lot of the other art needs. So there's a lot of space, lots of really, really neat stuff. Um, Very clean, very welcoming. Um, There was a lot of space, um, which was just awesome. Uh, Didn't get too stuffy. You're not rubbing shoulders with the next, you know, person next to you. Um, you know, each table had enough room for the players, uh, which is awesome. You're not like stealing chairs so you can put your stuff and wiggling, you know, um, uh, and one of the best things was a uh, part of the entry fee, you got pizza, which is like, you know, say less I'm in. Right. Um, that part was actually super dope. Like just in general, it really was, uh, Brian, I believe his name is, uh, is the, the store owner and, um, is also going to be running the uh, Salt City GT in July, uh, mm-hmm. which we which we plan on going to. Really wonderful uh, and nice guy. Um, and uh, so, listen, I went and uh, we had some really wonderful, you know, expectations and goals, you know, going into the event. Um, I decided um, to, to bring Hydra instead of um, Brotherhood just because I've been having a lot of fun with Hydra and um, there's a lot of fun stuff that I wanted to do. And uh, Alyssa was, you know, continuing to go after her goal for some Inhumans uh, um, leaderboard stuff, which was uh, an awesome goal for her. And so we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, there was this, you know, uh, wonderful group of people from from Rochester that came as well. And we had a couple of guys from the Albany region. Um, and like I said, our our our, our boy Otis uh, was there. So it's always great. I mean, it's, it's always a party when Otis is there. It's always really fun to, to see him. Um, and we had just a, a heck of a time. So it was a really wonderful event and 10 out of 10 would, would definitely go again. Well, beautiful. And guess what? You'll have an opportunity for that exact thing. June 24th, we will be running yep. another event at the art store. Um, Leading leading up until the Salt City GT, that will be the weekend of July 7th. So if you check out or Google Salt City GT, get tickets for that event. I know a lot of us are going to be there. Um, and usually at the events, uh, I think we're going to be doing some giveaways for that particular event as well. So make sure stay tuned for that. In addition, the art store has given us a Deadpool and Hydra Bob box to give away and a Asgard affiliation box. Um, so make sure to stay tuned over at professionalcasual.com or on the Facebook, facebook.com slash professionalcasual for um, those giveaways once they go up. That's Otis's birthday, June 24th. Is it really? Dope. My well, birthday. you have to come, right? Yeah. My birthday's the weekend before. I'm, my birthday will be the day we're traveling to ACO. Today is also his oldest son's birthday. Otis's? Yeah, uh, yeah. Otis is, he said his oldest son's birthday was also today. Oh wow! It just this is this is why we're such a great community because we we share so many birthdays. We sure yeah. do. It was meant congratulations, to be. everybody. Mm-hmm. Good team. We effort. really did it. We did. It, you know, it took us a long time, but we finally got there. We finally got. Well, we there. got. Yeah. We oh, got sorry. There. His youngest's birthday is today. Um, but Ben, you spoke about something very specific. Uh, specifically, Alyssa's goals that she had kind of set. Um, for. A number of different things. She had a goal at LVO. She had a goal kind of just based off uh, her Longshanks rankings and stuff like that as well. 
Um, do you want to talk about that at all just a little bit, just to kind of give some context to maybe some of the goals that one could have, whether they're just getting into the competitive scene like Alyssa was. And she also wrote a very good article about it, which you can find on the on the site as well. Um, and yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, you know, one, one of the things, you know, um, as we kind of move into the discussion about you know, what is it like to be a, a competitive player and not be a doofus? Um, and um, one of the big ways that you can kind of keep that in check is setting, uh, most importantly, manageable goals. We, uh, Alyssa and I talk about the difference between reasonable goal setting and manageable or unreasonable uh, goal setting and manageable uh, goal setting. And so uh, at LVO, uh, Alyssa had the goal to to play two Inhuman games. I mean, she brought a dual affiliated roster with A-Force and Inhumans. And um, Inhumans are, is one of her first loves uh, as an affiliation. And uh, unfortunately, because she watched that terrible Netflix show um, but, uh, and, and liked it, she was the one person, uh, you know, <laughs> who enjoyed it. So it was great. Um, so she, she did that and, and um, saw how wonderful the community, the MCP community was at LVO. And that kind of kickstarted, you know, um, what would it be like to be a competitive player in MCP? And so when we went to the art store and, and a couple other events, you know, before we talked about what is a, you know, a manageable goal for her. And um, Alyssa has, has been playing in lots of uh, tournaments with me and, um, she wanted to get on the leaderboard uh, on the top five leaderboard for, uh, for her favorite affiliation. Uh, and so we talked about what that looked like, what that meant, uh, having some really wonderful uh, and honest conversations about, you know, um, playing more games, going against, you know, teams that you've not seen, you know, before and, and all of that. Um, and a big part of that is playing more games. Uh, and so she came um, with the wonderful anticipation to the art store uh, that if she played three games uh, within humans, that she would get a nice bump on the Longshanks ratings uh, and that would most likely put her on the, the leaderboards. Um, and after the third game, I believe it was, um, she checked the, uh, her rating uh, in between rounds, and we all celebrated uh, as she made it onto the leaderboards. It was a really neat and kind of special moment um, where, like, everyone in the room just kind of took a second to, yeah. to celebrate and, and praise Alyssa for it because it was awesome. And um, she was having a great time and, and playing some great opponents uh, at the art store and that's what's so great about this competitive community in MCP. Um, and I think just the community as a whole, but how supportive, Correct. Uh, yep. you know, they are. And, um, and I, and I, before I, before I drop it, I think one of the most important parts of it is actually um, when AMG put out the challenger rules for yeah, yeah, competitive for events and actually kind of set a guideline. And one of the most interesting things that they, they did, and I, I wasn't sure about it when it first came out, was that the first tiebreaker was strength of schedule. And I heemed and hawed about that because, you know, that was one of those, oh, you can't control your strength of schedule because you need, you know, your opponents to win and do well after you play them. And, and what I found, and I think what a lot of players have found, uh, is how intentional in community building that is. Because after you play a game with your opponent, you really want to support them. You were, you want to encourage them and lift them up and say, Hey, these are the things that you did. Well, maybe this is some couple things that you missed on, but it's so supportive. Um, it's not about grinding, uh, you know, 
Dr. Dean into the ground by, <laughs> you know, putting as many terrain features in and just getting the mark, the largest margin of victory. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that was intentional on AMG's part. I do too. Uh, and, and I, and I think that is absolutely wonderful uh, in terms of keeping a, a, a really good and well-intentioned uh, competitive community. Well, and very specifically, like we saw at the art store, um, that was Jay's first event, right? He had mm-hmm. half played a game previous to that and then showed up to that event to play. Um, he went up against Roland, I believe, round two, who ended up getting the the LVO qualification um, from from that event because Ben had already qualified previously. Um, and instead of being like, well, I have to worry about my margin of victory to win. He just was like, well, I just I have to get my points, but I can show my opponent who is a newer player how to get points, how to play, what decisions they should be making. And as far as community building, number one, that's an incredible example of a player actually doing it. And number two, the system as a whole, and I maybe a lot of people disagree with this, but not having margin of victory in there um, helps create those situations. So as whether it's intentful or not by AMG, I would assume so. But. You know what I mean? It's nice to actually see that in practice and have that turn into a, a positive experience for somebody. Yeah. And, and you're 100% uh, correct. And, you know, Roland being, uh, you know, a guy from the Albany region, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is, you know, new people, folks you've never met before. And, you know, sometimes, in, you know, in other settings, you can kind of have that competitive, you know, uh, uh nature overwhelm you. And again, you just want to, you know, grind people into the dust. But I, again, I, you're, you're right, Tim, I, I because of the, how the communities in the game is intentionally built in, in the competitive sphere, um, it, it takes, you know, good people. Roland's a great guy anyways, you mm-hmm. know, I got a wonderful opportunity to play him. Um, but I think a big part of that too is, uh, Hey, here's a new player. Uh, and Jay did, Jay did really well yeah. um, and had a lot of fun and, so it was, it was awesome, you know, and, uh, because of that, you know, builds the community and, um, you know, as far as, you know, like I said, uh, Jay fell in love with the game and wants to be playing and, you know, now we've got a list, you know, of, of PCN folks to, to take down, you know? So yeah. There's a couple uh, na- there's one name already scratched off of it potentially too. So it's, it's, you know, right. I, maybe I just, maybe I can actually play as much as I'm trying to, you know, Huckleberry Finn somebody into running a, running a, an event for me so I can play. You know, maybe maybe it's safer if I don't, but that just gives me Jay more time to train, right? For that inevitability. So cue cue the Rocky montage, right? Really. So um, so into that effect, you talked a little bit about goal setting and stuff. And Doctor D had a very good article um over at the on on the website. It's very specifically called um, I believe I was on the page and then and then I went off that page. But yes. What was it kind of how to be less competitive how to be without less, fear without fear well i was actually i was actually specifically talking about oh yes it was that one creating goals without fear um so guide us through a little bit about when you're looking for a goal last week we did talk about a bunch of different examples of things that people could in fact kind of pursue whether it was painting or doing well with a particular affiliation or something along those lines but when you're looking at creating a goal um, especially off of that that article, what are the things that maybe for a new player going to their first event where they're like, you know, what, I'm not going to be able to win this. Probably. I don't know. It's MCP. Anything can happen as long as you get a fistful of dice and a pocket full of dreams. But 
what what what's some advice that you would give to someone going to an event for their first time and then alternatively um, a goal for someone that has competed quite a bit that might be looking for another way of victory so i would say you definitely want to look at your first thing you want to do is essentially self-assessment this is one of the most difficult things to do obviously you can't like look at yourself very well because you're kind of skewed right because you think you're the you're the main character in your story right so it's always hard to like kind of assess where you are so if this is like you're one of your first major events that you're going to you probably don't want to think that you're going to be the winner right i mean it's what i can i've definitely seen to their own detriment the big fish in the little pond syndrome where you see the person that does pretty okay at local events they show up to a big event and then they get they don't do as well as they intend to, I guess. I mean, that's professional really casual in a key. You know what I mean? Good enough <laughs> sure. to beat all my friends constantly, not good enough so that I do and get stomped as soon as I go to an actual event. <laughs> so like in your, so in that situation, right, you're, you're top dog of, you're John PCN, right? But right. do you want to be John Adepticon? Well, you got a whole nother, like, uh, you got a whole nother statue you got to start working on. Yeah, I got to go through at least another, what, 127 people, other people first. And next year, who knows, maybe even, you know, 150-something people on the way there. And that seems like a lot. Seems like so a lot. Like, so look at it from that perspective, right? Do you think someone that plays once a week against the locals that play the same thing over and over again is going to, do you think that you can properly think, like, assess your ability to beat 150 other people that could potentially play the game like three times a week. Personally, no, right? not at all. Right. So like when you look at previous winners for LDO, Vince from last year and I, uh, Mike it, I think Mike DeLuca Mike won the one before it. So both of them were essentially unemployed leading up to <laughs> LVO. <laughs> they were playing a lot of games, right? That's yeah. what they said was key key to victory. It was just be unemployed, play lots of MCP. Correct. So quit your job, achieve your dreams. Don't let your dreams be mean. No, but for real though, it's like you have to like assess that, right? Do you actually think that if you're just like a player who really enjoys the game, can you beat the top dogs? It's possible, but you're going to be going uphill. And so when you are going to your first event, let's say it's Adepticon, there's going to be a lot of people there. What do you want to do? Are you bringing something that you've been playing since the beginning of the game? Hey, you're still using the core box, right? You want to play Avengers and you've bought the core box and you have, I don't know, a Sam, Captain America, War Machine, Ant-Man and Wasp. You're like, so obviously that's not one a, of those yeah. was core box, but that's okay. Well, no, I'm saying with the extra, I'm saying with extra boxes because you can't play dual affiliated. That's silly. Nobody plays dual affiliated. Yeah, I don't think so, anyone does that. <clears throat> yeah it's it's silly nobody does it so if you have that stuff with you and let's just say you've got a pretty solid captain america rogers team but you haven't played sam quite as much as you think you should have mm -hmm. okay well just take that into consideration when you go there your goal should not be to win your goal should be let's put it into perspective you play one of each leader it doesn't as soon as you have a goal and this is even something like in game theory too if you have a goal that is not controllable by anybody else, you are literally the master of your own destiny. Mm. Now, if your goal is to play one game with uh, Rod, uh, Cap Rogers and one with Cap Sam, I mean, honestly, you don't even need to look at what they're playing. You can just, bam, you did it. You went to Adepticon. Your goal was to do this one very specific thing. Boom, you did it. You won Adepticon. Congratulations. Uh, you're probably going to get a medal in the mail. <laughs> 
It's going to be great. Tisdale said in chat, he always plays dual affiliated Magneto and Mystique. Yeah, Tiz Tiz gets it. Someone Magneto will crown that man right now. The the deception affiliation. So (laughs) don't get him started. You like to be here. You like to be here. (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here talking about goal setting. So that's the first thing you should do. Now, let's say that's your goal for this Adepticon. Maybe that's just your goal for the the singles event. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you go, you also have somebody you want to go to with another event. So you can have a large goal, which could be, hey, I go to Adepticon. My goal is to meet Ninjon in an elevator while he's going downstairs to drink. I did it. I achieved my dream. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I had that goal until the elevator door opened. I was like, oh, right. cool. So that's a good example. So like your goal doesn't even necessarily have to be, oh, I'm improving my gaming skills. It could be, oh, I have a new tool in my hobby belt mm-hmm. or I now have like, I don't want to say marketing per se, but you like you now have a network, like you can network with people because mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the best part of the hobby, the winning the tournament stuff is is super interesting to some people, but like the, that's their thing. If that's not your thing, you don't need to win LVO or Adepticon for you to have a successful con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would implore you to not have that as the aim. If that's just the cream on top of the cake, os- or icing on top of the cake, I don't know what kind of uh, cake has uh, ice or cream on it. That's weird. But pie? Yeah, you, you think about it. I was, I was thinking pie. Pie, pie might, yeah, pie is pie probably cake. better. Pie yeah, cake. that's a pie cake. There's the same thing. So... <laughs> But 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 to that to that uh, to that effect, uh, there's a bunch of different events at an event like Adepticon as well, right? So you have the team event that is going to play incredibly differently than um, a lot of the other standard events. Now, granted, we saw Mike DeLuca and Jacob win that one, so I mean, I'll, you'll see a lot of the same people around, but not right. all not everyone played in that event. Granted, a ton of people did uh, because there was what thirty two teams, something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's considerable. So maybe your goal is to show up uh, as, you know, Professor X has been announced. Maybe your goal is to show up as Professor X and Magneto as a dual affiliation X-Men Brotherhood. Maybe it's to get a prize for a dope cosplay or team setup or display boards. There's a lot of things there that still have that competitive edge as far as improving your skills and outperforming your opponents um, that isn't necessarily the big singles event, especially at an event like Adepticon that runs so many different, actually really dope events. And again, a lot of that's yeah. just not controllable by the other people. Correct. Yep. That was your thing. Mm-hmm. So, and again, like even like you were just saying, maybe you're not going to win, but maybe you want to meet like DeLuca. Right. Dope dude. I mean, because I can truly say, I can, this is actually a true fact. Jesse met Amon at, I think, LVO. Yep. And they now have started a podcast called Hello There for Shatterpoint. Mm-hmm. Like Great that's podcast. the kind of stuff that can happen in this hobby is like you meet somebody. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, very specifically, we met you, Dr. D, at right. ACL. Had had no, you know, really reference to you before that. And now um, I message you every day, um, usually about what my dreams were. And I and Dr. D is actually very, he's a, he's a doctor of dreams. That's what the Dr. D stands for. And oh, he kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes through and he um, illustrates them, incredible artist. And then he doesn't color them and he sends them to me so I can color my own dreams. Right. It's very nice and very thoughtful. Uh, ben, the same thing. Uh, Dan and I, after Adepticon last year, just happened to see that uh, a guy that we met at Adepticon, Keebler, um, was going to be putting together a event at um, 
Comic Zone in Syracuse. So we went and that's where we met Ben and Alyssa and a bunch of other really cool locals. And it, and it was dope. You know, these these events, oddly enough, you're going to travel far to find friends like right down the road in your state, just an hour or two away. And it's 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 really dope. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if I if I can, you know, you listen to every single person who's one of these big events, the um, Vince, who won LVO, uh, Pat Dunford, who traveled across the pond. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that they always, always talk about is how wonderful it is to be with people who are playing this game. Not that, hey, I mean, I smoked this guy in round two. I smoked this guy, and you know, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, but being able to build community, build friendships that um, more often than not can last longer than, you know, plastic toys. And uh, and there's I think there's something really special, uh, especially in, in the midst of competitive tight games where you're both trying your best and, ha- you know, um, having what you think is the most optimized, you know, squad, roster, and you're giving it all and it's close. And, and you, you know, um, Dylan and I had a, we had a great game, you know, it was, um, really, really fun. And I, I, <laughs> it was, you know, I had fun and then, I, then we hugged, you know, it may have been a, you know, struggle snuggle, but we got there, you know, and, um, and I, I, I think for a lot of folks that brings something special into, you know, um, the competitive sphere, but I think it also leads into another talking point, um, I'm going to cut you off real quick before we get into the other talking point, though. Uh, Alyssa in chat said that, you know, she met Omnis at um, at LVO and, you know, as part of the LVO experience feels like part of the community. Um, Going to some of these events isn't, once again, not always about the big singles event. Uh, Omnis and Tyson and Danny all went to Adepticon and did not play in the big singles event. They were there to play pickup games and see a bunch of faces that they met from around the community. And I think that's that's dope that these aren't just about the the big single thing. It's about the people. It's about the community. And when the community is that strong, it is absolutely worth the price of admission, which honestly is usually pretty reasonable outside of travel. Honestly, the most expensive part of a con trip is usually the, the flight. Yeah. Like or hotel, the hotels, hotel. are, which can be. But, but again, if, if you meet somebody at the previous con where you're like, hey, yo, you need a roommate. Boom. Already makes it cheaper. That's true. Yeah. Which Find I've people you like so you can sleep on their mind. floor. Right. Yeah. Listen to them we'll snore. S- we'll save you a ton. Yeah. But sorry, Ben, you oh, were kick, heading to another. Yeah, so kick, or just kick them out, you know, and put them on the couch for, you know, a couple of days. Like, <laughs> stay there. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I and I think one of the, the big things um, that's important in, in terms of competitive MCP, competitive gaming in general, is player etiquette. You know, um, what does it mean? What does it look like to to play well in a com- in competitive setting? Um, and one of the best things that I heard, I heard just just a, a couple of weeks ago, um, MCP Dice are gonna are gonna do some crazy things. Um, God, in, in all of His omnipotence, doesn't even know how these MCP Dice work. <laughs> you know, uh, it is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, and I, you know, that, that gave me a big old chuckle, but you know, there's, uh, you can't control everything and there's a life lesson in there somewhere. Um, you can't control everything. Um, so what happens when you're making all of the decisions and it's just going wrong? What happens, um, when, you know, you, you've got a fine tooth list and as long as you don't run against this, this one matchup, you'll be fine. And then you pull that matchup round one, you know? Um, 
what are you what are you going to do? Shout out to Will from House Party Protocol too. That was just like I'm going to play Wizards as long as I don't go up up against Brotherhood round one on stream against Brotherhood. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, just make it happen, right? Yeah. You know, um, my first big competitive event in MCP was last year at NashCon. So we're coming into a whole year's worth of competitive events for me. Um, round one. I'm playing Brotherhood and really excited. I'm really, you know, it's it's the time of the big bad kitty. I'm feeling good. And um, don't you know, I, I, you know, tech my list around the big bad kitty and I go against a Hulkbuster led Avengers team. What? <laughs> Who plays Hulkbuster led Avengers? Uh, so cool. All my cool throwing stuff never did anything. Uh, uh, so how, you know, what, what does it look like? And I guess I want to pose that question to you guys of, you know, what, what do you do? What are some practices uh, for you that, you know, when maybe things aren't going well, um, you know, in a, in a game that you're, you know, maybe you really want to win or you're, there's high expectations. Um, what do you do? I play memes whenever possible. Um, yeah. I, I go for the hail hydras. I go for the cloning in a craven to kill a Spider-Man for fearful symmetry. Those are my goals. It, there's almost every one of those like submissions that I'm playing whenever I'm playing a game. It's like, I don't care. I just want to use Siege of Darkness with a mortal Hulk to kill an Angela. That's it. Or to kill a this or to kill a that. Or I just I just want to turn off this power from somebody because it's funny to me. Like those those are normally my dreams are, in fact, memes. But there's it's with MCP and the way the dice work sometime on Monday or Tuesday. Sorry, I rolled 32 defense dice with Immortal Hulk, all failed. Not a single success in any of that. But guess what? That's what Immortal Hulk's for. He heals up a little bit. Iron Fist patches him up for five. He's back to full health, loses the immortality token. Guess what? All of that damage was for nothing. All you did was cost me patch up. Start over, try again. And uh, those 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 moments, especially in MCP, based on how the dice end up working out sometimes, uh, are the stories that you walk away with. The stories that you hear people talking about aren't yeah, turn one, I got this thing because I practiced this so much that I knew I could grab these four things. It's just like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Black Widow walked up and super spiked and killed Thanos somehow. Like that's those are the those are the things that, that are the takeaways from it. So just just go full memes all the time. And sometimes it works. It won't fail every time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Dylan? So uh, as someone who used to experience the thing called hope, I used to walk up and <laughs> and uh, actually, you know, hope that maybe my brain and my tactics would get me through the day. Mm -hmm. Well, dear listener, let me tell you. No. So what I've discovered is that uh, I uh, so I'm a big philosophy guy. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I actually am a stoic. I love stoic philosophy type stuff. And so one of the very core tenets that I've really had to ponder sometimes when I go to events, when things ain't going my way. And I don't know if people know this or not, but I'm a, I'm sort of a fiery individual that is not always on the, the bright side of life when it comes to having the passions, shall we say. But the thing that I always try and keep in mind is that nobody wakes up in the morning thinking, man, I can't wait for someone to hate me. Just wake up and think about that. That's the first thing that goes through their mind. Nobody does that. When somebody plays against you and the dice just ain't going your way, it ain't, it's not them. It's not their fault. 
that the dice are just doing the thing. They're just doing mm-hmm. dice things. The first thing you got to remember is that you have to detach yourself from that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, I don't remember if it was Seneca or Mar- Marcus Aurelius says, it says you have to think about the things that you control and the things that you do not control. You do not control the dice. Once they leave your hand, it is all things around you that you have no control over. The only thing you have control over is your reaction to the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw Jedi move a die though. Like that, there was midichlorians and you could. That, so that then, did happen. You know who moves yeah. more dice than Jedi's though? Sentinel prime. Mm. There you so go. So then what you do is you get angry and you look them r- really close <laughs> in the eye and then you jump over that table <laughs> and you, and you, you kill them. <laughs> but very specifically, oh. not being able to control the dice is, in fact, a very big part of this, right? So you have some things go where you see very high level players sometimes getting that first loss in round two, especially if they get paired up against another very good player. Uh, the dice can decide a lot. It never decides everything. But you could potentially, I mean, as far as going to an event, you could win things. There's a shot there, especially significantly more in MCP than other games where Maybe they do, in fact, just roll blanks and skulls uh, f- and, and hits on their defense for uh, seven turns in a row. It happens. We've proven it live on the Internet. So that that viability is there, especially if you're just there to have a good time. You could stumble into something better than you expected. And like, to put it and to put this into perspective, when I played against that game, I was talking about earlier with Jesse. He said something to me that really I had already kind of always floated around in my mind, but then it really like solidified when he said this. He said, how did you get into my house? He said. I don't touch dice anymore, Dylan. I don't live that life anymore. I win this game by not touching dice. And it is so true that if you want to win MCP, do not touch those dice unless you have no other choice (laughs) and you will be fine. Yeah, you know, that's uh and, it, and it's interesting, you know, um, it's all about, you know, player preference. You know, there, there are a lot of really high tier competitive lists uh, and thanks um, to AMG that, you know, they, they fixed a lot of that n- no interaction, um, you know, gameplay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's was, a lot better. It's a lot which better. Which was really problematic, um, I think, for the longevity of, of the game. Um, but I, I see for me, I, when I, when I play, even at high tier competitive uh, you know, tournaments, I want to throw as much dice as, as possible. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm about, you know, grab me a, a bucket full of dice uh, and, and let's see what happens. Um, this has happened to me recently where on paper, everything is completely fine. I should walk away from this. Um, and then dice do some dice things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we talk about etiquette, um, one of the things that's important to me is nurturing your opponent. Now that may sound weird, um, but being able to um, keep constant communication. Um, I'm doing this. You know, this 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 is going to happen. You know, um, does this look okay to you? You know, keeping your opponent involved in the game, even if even if it's just a steamroll, um, mm-hmm. while you're you know um, walking through the the pieces and um, having the conversation, and then also taking social cues. Um, here's, here's the real, real deal. Sometimes, um, people are really invested. They've put a lot of time. Um, you know, there are some folks, um, one of my buddies, uh, has made a spreadsheet of every, of his roster and every threat value that, and every character that he can bring against, against certain opponents. Um, and that takes 
a lot of commitment that hurts my brain. Um, and what ends up happening when those persons lose or are losing, um, that's a lot of commitment. It can be frustrating. So sometimes um, it's, it's really important to be able to recognize social cues um, that if someone is, is disconnecting or would like the game to be over, you know, uh, recognize that and nurture that uh, the best way that you, that you can. Um, even if that means, and one of the things I, I learned that is it's okay to, if you're getting upset, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm just going to take a couple of seconds to cool down um, because in the grand scheme of things, and, and, and I think it's fair to say, you know, out, out of us gathered here, um, I'm, I'm one of the more competitive players. Um, there are times where I get upset, you know, in, in math and, you know, in the averages of how the dice should work, if everything works perfectly, uh, this should happen and it doesn't. And I am not a happy camper. Um, and uh, being able to, pause, take a moment to walk away. Um, and, and I want to speak specifically, and I think this is important. I want to name this, um, that sometimes when you're in the midst of competitiveness, you really, you know, gear up and you hype over hype yourself and, and you can get really frustrated. I tend to be, you know, uh, one of those folks, it's actually really good. And I would really would encourage anyone who's listening who would, is either interested and afraid that they might get upset because they maybe can't control themselves or, or, or something like that. You know, you just get swept up in it. Having accountability partners is one of the best things. Uh, and I'll, and I'll confess this, Tim is one of my accountability partners, uh, where there are times at events where I'm frustrated. Um, LVO was, was one of it. I had, uh, I had a certain moment where I literally do one thing and everything's fine and I didn't do it. And I had to walk away for a second and, you know, talk to Tim and, you know, talk to a couple of other people, uh, you know, my wife, you know, being one of my accountability partners, um, and also, also being just one of the best spouses ever, um, saying, Hey, can you please help bring me back to reality? Um, because in the grand scheme of it, this is a game with plastic toys and, and pretty paints. If you're Dr. D who knows how to slap colors on gray, uh, you know, and that's, and that's important. Um, but it's okay. You're a human being. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna fall. You're gonna fall short. Um, and that shouldn't scare you away from the competitive scene. Yeah. Um, because there, there are ways uh, to be able to, to reconcile and work alongside that. And I think that's really, really important. One thing that I'm actually curious about, and this question is for both of you, and <clears throat> we might make this question available for everybody for a giveaway. But when you are in a game and you're playing a friend, a foe, uh, an anonymous stranger, just someone you met in the dumpster behind Bearded Dragon Games... When you're playing someone and their dice are just absolutely betraying them, just left and right, what do you say to that person to get them back in and having fun? What is a tool that you have used that you have seen work? Or alternatively, what is something that has worked for you to say, you know what, it is just the dice, let's go. If anyone ever watches me play Blood Bowl here on this stream, they'll say before any and before any important role, I always just say, what's the worst that could happen? Because I know it's about to. <laughs> but what's well, something you like say, you say get good. Then <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yep. So I can truthfully say, as someone who tilts very easily, I've gotten a lot better about it, thankfully, over the years. Uh the thing that I did not ever want to hear was I didn't want to hear them apologize. Don't apologize. 
That's so you mean the best of intentions, but it always when you're in the mode of being angry, it's it sounds like I don't want to say condescending. I think it's fair. Yeah. But it's like you just don't apologize. Be like, man, that sucks. All right. Well, let's keep going. You know, I'm I'm sorry, bro. It happens, you know. Or you could say like, or maybe you can commiserate and you'd be like, yeah, that happened to me last game, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or you could be like, yeah, my wife left me. And so like, you just keep going and you just, you know, just kind of, I'm so lonely, please. Um, so you go like, yeah, yeah, it sucks, but it is kind of just like, and again, like in a stoic philosophy sort of way, sorry, yeah. I keep going that way, but it's very much a stoic philosophy where it's just like, it happens. It's like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's out of our hands. Hey, let's just keep going. You may lose this one, but you know what? The pain you suffer now is going to make you the person that you are later. So it's like, I, that's the best way you can look at it. I actually really like that. I think, uh, and, and for me too, as as a, as a player, um, it's like my default. It's like, it seems reactionary that I'm like, well, I should apologize. I don't know what else to say or what's going to. So I think that's great advice that that might not be the right thing. So to think about that internally, if you're having a very poor uh, time with with the way the dice that are rolling out, um, if you would hear an apology, if that would feel disingenuine to you, or I mean, in, in some of those situations, I legitimately was like, oh, dude, that sucks. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but maybe that's not what you want to hear. So let's let's find that thing to make people feel a little bit better about it. I think what you said is very valid and just like, eh, that sucks, dude. Like, takes yeah. it off kind of everyone's plate a little bit. But I, I think there's yeah, Ben, go for it. What do you got? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know. Dr. D, to your point, man, I mean, there are other ways to be empathetic than being apologetic, right? Um, and that's really important. And knowing your opponent, this is what I mean by nurturing your opponent. You know, some people we can co-commiserate together, you know, um, and, and others, you know, maybe apologizing does work or, or others maybe just, hey, you know, I'm good. You know, that's why communication actually really uh, is, is important, you know. Um, being able to say, Hey, I actually, I don't need you to apologize. It's okay. Stuff happens. Right. Um, helps kind of set, you know, good boundaries. And I think, you know, I think that's a really wonderful way to just play games, period. Not casual and competitive is setting good and healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, when, um, when I'm getting diced into oblivion or I'm dicing someone into oblivion, um, it was just like, Holy, you know, I, I am just a, a, a big, loud, person and so trying to you know um laugh do something like you know uh, i've done cir- i mean tim you've seen me i've done circles around freaking you know tables like oh god, god you know just uh, just go crazy there was uh, a specific table at the art store event where i stopped walking by when for asgard was happening because anytime <laughs> i would stroll up for asgard was happening and it would be like six blanks one skull like yeah. yep and we're just like, go away, Tim. Poor Asgard is happening. Go away. Go over there. <laughs> go over there. Um, you know, so finding a way to to bring joy uh, is is something that uh, is actually, I think, really important um, in the midst of of competitive games. Uh, for one of the, for me personally, um, I need to be able to talk to other people around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the worst things that happens to me at events is not when my opponent isn't talking to me but my neighbor to my right and to my left aren't talking to me um i just need to be able to talk to everybody uh because if i don't if it's quiet sometimes you know you're gonna play against you know a quiet opponent or someone you know who doesn't really want to talk to you um so because they're hyper focused or whatever so then uh, which happened to me at nashcon um 
So I, oh, I looked right. to my, yep. I looked to my right and, um, thanks for one of my buddy, uh, Chewy, uh, was there. And so we, we were able to just kind of have our own side conversation, just like, like, Oh, dude, look at that. Oh, you know, I mean, just, um, so f- being able to, to co-commiserate with people around you now, I, again, do that, you know, with, uh, with caution because some people will tell you to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once again, but, like, kind of, like you said, it's all about reading reading that body language, reading those cues, you know, it, it, it's, it's important. Not everyone wants to be a friend, but not everyone doesn't want to be a friend either. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and actually one of my, uh, my favorite games, uh, was my last game at NashCon. Um, uh, and, uh, perfect timing when Dylan takes, uh, it was against wizards. Uh, it was, it was against a wizards player. I was playing brotherhood. Um, and we rolled gamma Montesi. And we, we just, right when that happened, uh, we just look at, and we're like, come here, come here, just give me a hug. Just come here, come here. Uh, uh, and he laughed and we, we just laughed together, uh, you know, and Juggernaut is chasing some nerd down with a book. Like, give me this book. You know, I mean, just, you know, doing things like that in the game uh, where the matchup is clearly, you know, not in this person's favor um, reminds, I think, both of us that this is a game and it's meant to be fun and it's supposed to invoke a comic book set. You know, this is, you know, a comic book game. Mm-hmm. And so we just thought it was funny, you know, that here's juggernaut going, Hey, I really want to learn how to read Dr. Strange. Can you please teach me how to read? Um, and by the way, he's just repeating, I'm the juggernaut. I don't know if you've forgotten that, uh, you know, and as he's trying to do these magical fingers stuff, he's just like, boop, you know, I'm mean, just catch this car. I'm really glad that years of training has taught you how to read good. Here's a car, um, you, know, you know, things like that, right. Yeah. Where you could just laugh and uh, you know, have fun um, even in a competitive competitive setting where there was a possibility that in that game, if a couple things went both our, our way in terms of our other opponents, that one of us could have snuck into the eighth spot uh, for, for cuts. Mm. Um, so this is, this is still an important game. We're not, we're not at the bottom of the barrel. You know, this is a, one of you, you know, with some help can make top cuts and, um, you can get there. Um, but while this has happened, we're laughing, we're, you know, I'm just, you know, having a, having a good time. So that was really, uh, important for me when we talk about competitive etiquette. Beautiful. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of, of tonight's episode. So I think to boil it down, roll better. If your opponent rolls uh, poorly, tell them to roll better. Um, and just just do that. Easy. Easy clap. This, this game's easy. As uh, my opponent this week in Blood Bowl told me, wow, this game's so easy. I don't know why everyone complains about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've also just... Um, learned how to threaten people a lot. Hey, have you ever been beat up by a holy man? That usually works, you know, um, you know, just threaten them with holy violence. And, um, you know, is that a confirmation that the spot is going to be coming to MCP? <laughs> no, who the spot is. The guy fills with holes. What? Oh. <laughs> what? That was a perfect, that was a perfect setup. I, I dude, I just, uh, you know what? You, you should roll better. I should, I should roll better. <laughs> Apparently. And listen, this is something that in the infinity community that is talked about by a lot of the like more friendly people. It's not quite so much with whatever anyway, but the whole idea is you are playing the game together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
why why should one person be miserable and mm-hmm. it's like if you honestly if it's to a certain point where the other person is just not having fun you're just like i mean you can honestly honestly i like open communication you could even ask them like what do you want me to do do you want me to be quiet or do you want me to make bad jokes do you want a dad yep. joke i mean i have it on like on on speed dial on my instagram as dad jokes so do you want a tag team on the TL? Because Tim's running this. We can right. just both hurl all insults at him. That yeah. also works. Yeah. Right. Yep. yeah. He deserves it. Actually, it's very, uh, the first time I met Brian was at ACO, Brian Watson was at ACO. And one thing that really impressed me about him was before the event ran, before it started, he gathers everyone up. He's like, listen, if you're having a bad time, that's not on your opponent. Yell at me. If, you, if something is not going your way, yell at me. Do not do it to your opponent. They are here to have a good time as well. You two should be friends. Yeah. You communicate with each other. If there are complaints to have, bring that to me. He's like the, um, he's like Green Miles people. He just, he's a sin eater. It's, it's pretty dope. It, it was really awesome. And and I do, before we end, I, I do want to just say, because I think sometimes there's a, there's a stigma of um, that you got to like medalist list or things like that. I brought an all, all brotherhood affiliated team, which was not, in the the super meta world because this was before the crisis change um to everwinter and not only did i have a whole bunch of fun because i'm playing with the models that i'm enjoying to play with um we're able to do really well and so and you qualified you want, for lvo fun. doing that too and i and that's how i qualified for lvo yeah. yep you know um so play what you want have fun um and and recognize that you can you can do this set good goals Beautiful. All right. So over the next few months, make sure to be checking out the the website, professionalcasual.com, as Dylan has been absolutely cranking out really good quality um, blogs. Alyssa wrote a very good one as well. Ben wrote one as well from uh, when the Winter Guard were released. That was very, I, I thought, very thoughtful. Um, but over the next few months, we're going to be running or streaming or being a part of all sorts of events. So if competitive events or casual competitive events are something you're looking to get into, guess what? There's no shortage of them. Next month, May 20th, there will be our um, event at Bearded Dragon Games in upstate New York. The following weekend will be Iron Weld. That will be an event that Brian is running outside the Boston area. Make sure to check out WickedDicey.com for that if you're looking for more information. That'll be a three-by-three team tournament that should be absolutely awesome. We're going to be streaming that, so make sure you can check out all of that right here on this Twitch. July... Oh, I'm sorry. I've skipped June. Uh, we yes, have was, was whole... also Marvel Zombies. Oh, and the and the Marvel Zombies uh, oh, yeah. event as well. In addition to that, in June we have a, another uh, event at the Art Store on June 24th, and the weekend before. Not only is it my birthday, but it is also the Atlantic City Open, which we will be streaming uh, the whole time as well. Following that, right up with Salt City GT. What? What was that for? Just birthdays, man. Listen, birthdays, birthdays, birthdays are important to me. All of June is my birthday. I think everyone so should kind of just mark that down right now. But yeah, your um, birthday gift is no one's allowed to help you drive to ACO. Listen, I've been getting that birthday. I'm so happy my birthday comes so often. Uh, <laughs> July, the weekend of July 7th is the Salt City GT. That'll be a big two day uh, singles event in Syracuse, New York at the Salt City GT Con, which is going to be just awesome. We're going to be there. Brian Horton and Brian Watson will be there. A lot of your favorites from around the network will be there as well. I believe we're going to be streaming it or playing in it or both. Um, 
Also in August, we have NashCon. September is all sorts of stuff as well. Uh, there's no shortage of stuff over the next few months, especially over the summer. If you want to get into MCP events, uh, honestly, there's uh, there's a lot going on. Um, so so stay tuned. But massive shout out to all of our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters at Patreon.com, um, including people like uh, Tisdale and Charles. Um, Bastion and Rob, Xpaxis, uh, who's just super dope. We met him at, at Adepticon um, in person for the first time, which is just very awesome. Then we have folks like Tony Hot Hands, Bicon, Cider Drinker, Leroy, uh, Devil Pup, um, Dr. D, Otis, uh, Iron Maze, Wizard Skills, Dagna. Cider drinker, also cider drinkers there sometimes. Uh, it's 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 a pretty dope time, pretty dope time. But guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And make sure to check out Frontline Gaming uh, with our code right down below if you are looking to pick up Matt's terrain or uh, event tickets. That you can support our channel directly just by getting your event tickets through that link. So if you're going to be headed to those events, might as well, might as well. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you uh, next week. And uh, we got a whole lot of dope stuff coming next Thursday as well for every level of the Patreon. After Wait Did I Roll a Wild, we will be doing a new episode of the cleanup phase, which is where we talk a lot about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And there will be some announcements happening there as well. So some updates to some tiers of the Patreon. Uh, that I think will be very exciting, as well as some new kind of just information as a whole that I think uh, is is personally very, very, very exciting. So, guys, we'll see you next week. Remember, professionalcasual.com for all of that other great stuff. And be good to everyone. It just makes a better game. All right, guys, thank Including you so much. Myself. Yes. Love you. And I think that's actually a really important one um, to don't be too hard on yourself, man. You're you're there to have a good time. If you play Hydro Bob every game, you can't have a bad time. It's physically and literally and mentally impossible. It's on the card. Mm -hmm. Do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, it's uh, it's in the pinned uh, bits here. So let me go ahead and post that. But guys, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Roll better or your wife will leave you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Wait, Did I Roll a Wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.